0: Welcome to the Beer and a Movie podcast, a podcast where we combine two of the greatest art forms known to humanity, beer and movies, sometimes achieving outstanding pairings and other times giving ourselves the opportunity to wash the terrible taste of failure from our mouths. I am Dave Gurney and I'm here with Joe Hilliard and Carlos Cooper. And we are here to do what we do best, and that is drink beer and talk about movies. We're experts. And yeah, well, we're experts at doing I mean, those things together, for sure. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Uh, and, and we have some very exciting beer here on deck that uh, Carlos is going to get into our glasses. This is... a. Uh, uh, kind of a return because the last episode we had a beer from this brewery and I would uh, say
1: that I would say we're running it back from last week. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a similar beer selection, at least as far as breweries are concerned. But this one, um, uh, again, if you listen to last episode, this is from roadmap brewing company. Uh, they're just over a year old from San Antonio, Texas. Uh, This is a 32-ounce Crowler. And as I said in the last episode, they have a very good Crowler system. They make them ahead of time and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And this one, they even, I guess this is one of their core beers, I would assume, because it has its own label. Right. You know, if you've been to a craft or independent brewery before, you'll see them make a Crowler and they'll write it in Sharpie on the side. And it's like, this is the beer. Here's the ABV. Here's when we uh, packaged it or whatever. This one has its own label that has the ABV printed on it already. Uh, It's called Wake Up Call. It is a coffee milk stout. Mm. And as I was walking it from the fridge to the room where we record, I was reading this. Uh, Normally, I wouldn't read such a long thing, but I think it's kind of funny. Uh, It's called Wake Up Call. It says, set alarm for beer 30. Wake Up Call is a coffee milk stout that pairs well with the morning paper or your local gas station's breakfast tacos. Shouts out Laredo Taco Company. Uh, (laughs) Inspired by the (laughs) third (laughs) wave." Go ahead. Uh, Their tacos are pretty decent. It's Uh, very meta. (laughs) Inspired by the third wave coffee shops that seem to pop up weekly in San Antonio, (laughs) this stout is a hat tip to the local coffee roasting scene. By using single origin coffee alongside roasted malts, we were able to produce a flavor profile that mimics a bottle of cold brew. So here's to late nights and earlier mornings. Wakey, wakey. And what I will say before we get into this is that in my journey to San Antonio that we discussed last episode. I also went to Guadalupe Brewing in New Braunfels. Now I did not have the beer that I'm about to reference, but a friend of mine did. He had a coffee stout, uh, not a milk stout, but just a coffee stout while we were there and I smelled it and it tasted, it smelled exactly like a bottle of, or a bottle, a glass of cold brew. Um, and so I'm curious if this is going to achieve Mm -hmm. the same thing that Guadalupe did. Uh, eight, or how it will compare? ABV a respectable again, head on a this. A respectable this is... head. See, you know, I'm. It's interesting. This is a very low ABV for a stout. It's four point seven. That's and what I, I thought. It, it's I water.
0: Wow. God, it, it smells it, good. See, I would have thought the reverse would happen. Carlos this, brings the beer. Yeah, I thought yeah. the ABV was right. going to creep up on these. Episodes. David brings the I, double digit ABV. Well, <laughs> I, you know,
1: and it, it, it's interesting because when I was looking into the Crowler cooler that they had, I just saw Coffee Milk Stout bought. It didn't even bother checking the ABV. Mm, right. And it isn't until right now that I realized how low it was until about five minutes ago. Um,
2: well, it smells delicious. I will
1: I I will say this smells just as much like coffee as that Guadalupe brew I mentioned right. a second ago. So that is <laughs> no, very it's... impressive. I Rarely do you get as accurate or um, recreation on the nose oh. as you do right now right i would expect david's that, already getting a refill i would expect <laughs> with that
2: low abv it's going to be very well, the head's very, gone down it's going to be very very drinkable yes yes i would imagine uh Crush, but crushable
0: but it is crushable, there you yes, know, it, it is words. it is a nice dark stout and uh and the films that we have on tap for this episode are dark <laughs> 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 they are of the genre of blaxploitation they are of sorts i mean the first one is is sort of a look back at blaxploitation a love letter, a love letter a biopic uh,
1: yeah so what is it what is it dolomite is my name fucking up motherfuckers is my game <laughs> uh starring eddie murphy who is the director on this one again
2: uh it is craig brewer yeah. craig brewer hustle and flow black uh, snake oh, moan yeah that's right we talked about that hustle mm-hmm. and, flow. and uh it. it's available on netflix now
1: yeah it's a netflix original mm-hmm. um eddie murphy is uh i'll say it right up front triumphant return to the screen yeah um it has been
2: he seems to be making a triumphant return to everything
1: it has been a long time since there was a reason to get excited about an eddie murphy movie eddie murphy i'll say vehicle it. um and but this one uh i don't know if i was excited about it right away because uh you know eddie, the last 20 years or so yeah. of eddie murphy's career maybe have been kind of eh. uh well, but a very interesting look into the life, or at least a section of the life, of comedian, Rudy Ray Moore. singer, musician, Rudy mm-hmm. Ray Moore. Yeah. yeah,
2: a little bit of everything. I, I, You either knew Rudy Ray Moore or what the Dolomite franchise was before you watched this, or yeah. you didn't. And I was aware, but had not seen any Dolomite films. And this is a uh, biopic, biopic of uh, the life of this Rudy Ray Moore as he... Tries to become a star. The rise of his popularity as a off-color uh, African American comedian, mm-hmm. catering to that audience, uh, creating a, a, a vivid career in uh, what would you call it? Party records, yeah, records that you yeah. you would buy and, and play at a, at a party and snicker because they're using a lot of foul language, talking about.
1: Uh, questionable subject matter,
2: and he wants to be larger than that. He goes to him. Yeah. He goes to a movie. He sees. It's, it's, it's what yeah, was what the was movie? The Help me out, too. Uh, uh, Walter Matthau. The front
0: page, the yeah, yeah, I
1: think it was called the front page. It's right? uh,
2: three African American gentlemen, if I'm not mistaken, three, maybe four, four, and they're they're in a white audience watching a white film. The white audience is uproarious laughter, Racking and they're sitting up. around saying, This shit isn't funny. Mike Epps, looks, let's make a f- I'm a comedian, let's make a funny movie. Mike Epps looks at Craig Robinson, he's like, Man, this shit ain't funny. Mm. <laughs> and then someone looks <laughs> back at
1: behind him, like, Shh, and she's like, Shh, and she's like Shh, What? Like, he gets all he, he gets mad at him, whatever now one of the first things that happens in this movie is you see craig robinson singing on stage which i loved i was so excited he's really good have you ever seen him live i've never seen him live yeah
0: he's really i mean he's 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 a very funny guy but he is a musician i mean he plays live music i mean i saw him play keyboard and yeah and so yeah it was fun to get to see him in a role where he got to actually use some of it because knowing him from the office primarily yeah he does it a
1: little bit there well, yeah.
0: yeah, I guess there are a couple episodes, but it wasn't as, as big a piece. Right. So to see a role where he really is playing like
2: a musician, I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah he's, yeah,
1: he's great in it. But, but
2: so it's early seventies, and and a group of folks set out to make a movie.
1: Well, right. before we get there, yeah, though, you're right. There's a we, lot there. There is, but it, I mean, I mean, it is mostly about the making of that movie. But before mm-hmm. we get there, we see him trying to get uh, a DJ to play his like his like straight records. Right. They're not like comedy records, you know, they're just on his tunes music or whatever. Yeah. Um, and it isn't until this like homeless guy comes into the record store he works in um, that. And he hears him like telling these stories about Dolomite, this bad motherfucker, Dolomite,
0: the, these rhyming stories. Yeah. It's yeah. like a uh, spoken poetry. word poetry. Yeah.
1: Uh, um, the predecessor to rap, to rapping uh, that he's like, man, what if, And he even, like, Eddie Murphy's character, and I don't know if Rudy Ray Moore actually said these words, but in the film he's like, what if somebody took this, refined them, polished them, and made them into a stage Made a character out of this. Yeah, Yeah. made a character out of them. And so then that's what he does. And when he gets into the record game doing the comedy thing, he says to his label, he's like, oh, you know, I'll even do the chitlin circuit or, like, whatever. And so, yeah, he makes it in these clubs, the movie thing happens, and he's like, I should be on the movie screen because then I can be everybody all at once, which is really a very smart way to look at it, uh, which I don't know how many people would have actually done that, at least in a way where they're like, I can make this happen for myself rather than waiting for someone else to discover them. Um, But yeah, and then they set out to make the movie, which he funded mostly himself from what the movie posits. And I don't know if either one of you guys know how much of the movie is accurate to what actually took place.
0: Yeah, I've, I've done a little reading. So I had seen Dolomite... Oh gosh, probably over 20 years ago now. Like when I, when I was first becoming aware of black exploitation films, I think par- part of what was so fun for me watching this one, the this sort of, you know, dramatization of what went on behind the scenes to create this character, mm-hmm. to get this movie made and all that was, you know, here was this moment where black exploitation was a viable thing right yeah. people you know small studios american international pictures dimension had realized okay we can make these fairly cheap films all black casts you know maybe black writers and, and an appeal and, to an underserved audience appeal to that audience that like you know had not been having films uh available in the marketplace that that sort of had people who looked like them, who spoke like them, who had the cultural backgrounds that they have. So th- there was this market there. But even within that, there was li- there were limitations, right? The idea was yeah. you can have action, you can have kung fu, it, as you, know, you can have martial arts. Sex. Um, y- yeah, right? You can have detective, you can have like... But you can't necessarily have just a straight up kind of uproarious comedy kind of film. Mm-hmm. And that was yeah. what... You know, Rudy Ray Moore was you know, he was coming out as kind of this is a comedy act that I mm-hmm. have. Right. And people wouldn't take him seriously. And from what I understand, that was true. Like he couldn't find anybody in that realm, even though retrospectively it seems like a no-brainer. Like of course, yeah. if you're if you're appealing to these audiences and you have these more straight up action films, well, wouldn't they want comedy films too? I mean, sure. they're buying these records, wouldn't that be but but at the time it was a hard sell, and so yes, for you know I think that is the truth that he did have to put up a bunch of well his aunt's money and the <laughs> yeah and, and and whatnot. Well, he had to basically
1: give up all of the royalties to any of his record sales that were going to come or to get whatever. It, yeah, right coming. to get that. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it, isn't that interesting? How things things that seem like so obvious to us now. Nobody would have dreamed of at the right, time, right. you know. Yeah. And then, well, because studi- studio and, and, and then, heads aren't creative. Well, but but it's not even that. It's just like um I don't even think it's just studio heads. It's like to a certain like some of the most brilliant like moves that artists have made, uh and you know I can't think of anything off the top of my head. But I know I've had this thought before. It's just like, yeah, why didn't anybody do that before? Yeah. Like, why did it take that person being like, oh, I'm going to do this? Right. Nobody thought of that Like it just seems so Commonplace to us now And I think this is One yeah. of those things Where it's just like you, You're really telling me That between when Shaft came out In what 1971 Yeah That in those four years Nobody had the idea Of like oh what if we Made one of these Kind of funny
0: Yeah You know like right. That seems crazy Yeah
1: But it's cause it's Such a simple idea that and also du- once it, that once it happened, it seems so obvious.
2: Duplicate what you're doing that's working. Yeah. Until it doesn't work anymore. And yeah.
1: and and the, you know to speak to that as well. There's even a moment in this film where um, a theater owner tells Rudy Ray Moore, "Yeah, you got to pay me five hundred bucks to show right. this movie. You can keep the box office if anybody comes, but yeah. like I'm making five hundred bucks no matter what." And when the movie is playing and everyone's watching and they're cracking up and having a great time, he's like, "Is this supposed to be funny?" (laughs) like did you do this on purpose you know like yeah uh,
2: so when you ask is that the way it really went down you're wondering if if that scenario like example uh, that scenario went down because
1: not even just that but did he actually just move into this vacant theater or hotel sorry hotel like did they actually just that became their studio did he actually live there like those kinds of things like how much of that i don't know how much
0: liberty they took with with a lot of those they took some liberty with the scenes they they certainly did so yeah that and and we can talk about that maybe more in the second we'll half know, but we'll there's right a yeah there's stuff that they include in the film of dolomite that actually didn't appear until later films like the human tornado which
1: that, since you brought it up we'll get into it now because i watched <laughs> dolomite the original yeah and then immediately watched dolomite is my name right afterwards and kylie and i were freaking out because we were like wait wait we missed those scenes did we, what did, <laughs> like, yeah really because because i mean her more so than me to a certain extent because she was dozing off at certain points you know we had just driven back from san Antonio you know retired whatever and i knew that i was starting to kind of feel fatigue towards the end just you know because i had laid down which was a mistake um but i was like wait did that much happen in the last 10 minutes of this movie that i missed all this shit and so i literally went back put the single fast forward option on so that you could see all the little thumbnails or whatever, and uh-huh. went through the entire movie at a very slow fast forward pace <laughs> to try to see, like, did I miss that? That's and funny. then I didn't, and I was like, wait, we looked at each other, like, what the fuck? And I looked it yeah. up and finally found an explanation um, yeah. about the scene being. Well, which beginning. I
0: understand. I mean, those are the kind of liberties that you have to take when you're, well, that you should maybe consider taking when you have a film like this where you were yeah. really trying to, I mean, Come on. They eventually did do a scene where it's a sex scene that the house yeah. is falling apart because of how powerful the sex is. Or whatever. I mean, how like, powerful like, is this? That is ridiculous. It is silly. And it is surreal. He's I using
1: mean, it as an interrogation technique yes, in that scene. Yeah,
0: he's trying to get information out of her. So he is screwing her to the point where she has to give the truth. You've never done that? No. (laughs) but, But it's also like, I mean, and they don't even show this in Dolomite Is My Name... I mean, the lead into that is this weird sequence where you have these guys coming out of, like, a toy box who then, like, pose and are, I guess, meant oh, yeah, to be, yeah, like, yeah, this yeah. weird, like, hallucinatory yeah. experience that she's having where he is yeah. so powerful that it's, like, four men in one. I read about
1: yeah, that. No, yeah. it,
0: it's it's yeah,
1: really, so really take, worth
2: it. But they
0: we'll, take a few liberties.
2: Yeah, yeah um, I want to make sure we keep them separate. Dolomite sure, is my sure. name, the Eddie Murphy vehicle. Right.
0: So you uh, see him build Bill the character. Is, uh-huh. You see him hearing, you know, meeting this homeless man who, who actually seems to have come in the store Rico?
1: many times. Was it name Rico? I think did so. Yeah,
0: and they and you know hear this rhyming routine that the guy's mm-hmm. doing, t- talking about with some other guys. Oh yeah, you know, in when my uncle was in prison, he did the same. He did those same routines. That was how they entertained each other. Well, what if somebody took that? He does. He. Turns it into a character. And he
2: is an MC as a stand-up, and right. is and is shitty. I mean, right. is horrible. We see him doing really like right. third-rate jokes. But, but then he's such a desire to be famous, such a desire to, to succeed, entertain, to entertain, to, to make money, entertaining. He, he has that brainstorm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and it's a brilliant idea. Right. I mean, that's. I mean, that's one of the things that, you know you you know you take what you know like and mm-hmm. you know he knew this and had seen people be interested in that you right. know guy on the street you know doing the right Well in a lot
0: of ways you know and and this may just be because timing wise but you know like I was just watching the Ken Burns country music documentary series and seeing people take those folk songs that were being done for years and years and then just hey wait what if I do this and I record this, and what if we then sell it, and taking that thing and packaging it in a way that then mass audiences can start right. locking yeah. into, and that's kind of what was going on here, right? Here are these like sort of folk idioms, these things that we're doing they all, to entertain each other. They are folk other. stories at right. the end of the day. Exactly, um, and, and Rico even says that actually. Yeah. He says, you know, like I'm an interpreter of African American cultural heritage, and you know, like, so taking that and sort of putting it into a form the party record you know eventually yeah. the stand-up routine that he does this character dolomite that he kind of becomes synonymous with all of that kind of building to this point where hey well why wouldn't this work on the screen
2: and then you if, see if him, this white shit works right. on a screen why can't the thing right. that i'm really being successful doing on the Comedy club circuit, yeah. would you call it? The, the, Chitlin's, the Chitlin's... He sorry, calls yeah. it the... Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, there's
1: a thing called the Chitlin's. Uh,
2: understood. Right. Understood. Uh, Was it why won't system? that work? Yeah.
0: And it, and it does, but because he's not getting any backing, and because he's just doing this as, with his own money, he has to pull it together. And because and that he's that no all...
2: leading man. He, he, he is the pitch man mm-hmm. to the studios. Mm-hmm. And we see Eddie Murphy doing his best to resemble, and if you've never seen Rudy Ray Moore... It's not a great physical look the way, say... Uh, Ray, uh, 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 Jamie Foxx did Ray Charles,
0: yeah, right, or or even contemporary black exploitation actors like a, a Gordon. Well, no, uh, the uh, Fred Williamson yeah. or uh, uh-huh. was he uh, the um, guy that played shift? Yeah, yeah, that's
2: who. Uh, I can't Richard
0: Roundtree. Thank Richard you, Roundtree. and
2: you can't. And, and I guess if I have one criticism of the film, it's that Eddie Murphy does a fantastic job, and it's great to see him on screen doing something that he's clearly passionate about. But you can't take Eddie Murphy he's out of Eddie that Murphy, performance. Yeah. I, I agree. Right. And Eddie Murphy's a handsome fella. And even though you kind of create a, a, a balding effect with with a hair with your hair, yeah. he's he doesn't exemplify Rudy Ray Moore's everyman quality that would make someone say, "I'm sorry, you're just no you're just no leading man."
1: Oh, I think I think that I think Eddie Murphy did a good job, but because you know he f- looks fairly plump mm-hmm. in the film, mm-hmm. I actually think Rudy Ray Moore at least in the film Dolomite. is kind of better looking than Eddie Murphy is. Oh, in wow.
0: General.
2: He yeah. just
1: has this quality about his face That's where it. he Well, looks and,
0: and, and he but looks... also I think it's it's also the performance, the the voice, the the whole package yeah. that that comes across, I mean it's the character that he's kind of cultivated yeah. with there that I think helps. But yeah, I mean I would agree with you. It's not like Eddie Murphy is light years difference from Rudy Ray Moore, especially when they're in that character. Um but it, but like Joe said, I think it's a little hard to separate Eddie Murphy, given right. that we know I him mean, so well.
1: It, it really uh, is. But we, he does a good job when he's doing the rhyming. Yeah, oh, sure, like, sure. Uh, then sure. he kind of becomes Rudy. Yeah, Ramor, sure. more He really way. has the
2: cadence. He yeah. has the you know. So if you want my, my movie, I'll self fund this movie, and then we get into the majority of the film, which is the making of a film. Yeah. And I got to tell you, if there's a sub genre of a sub genre that I love, it's making a movie. Movies. Yeah. The player. Uh, a yeah. very different film obviously but uh, help me out what are the ones that, the, we're gold, we're may, the mate the room uh, and, the disaster uh, artist, disaster disaster that which is probably it's the closest, very similarly film. themed. Yes. that you're making a, Given
0: that you have somebody right. who is essentially an outsider trying to make right. a film, hiring people to do that, but, self-funding it. But
2: he self-funded, knowing he had the funds. Now we're making a movie against all odds. We don't even have the movie to. Com- we don't have the money to complete it. We don't even know what it takes to complete it. We're building <laughs> it. We're filming it in this dilapidated warehouse. Uh, I'm sorry, hotel. hotel where yeah. where the these are non-actors. The uh the cast and crew are largely novice, although the crew is less novice than the cast. Some
1: experience, but Correct. like student film experience. Correct. They, you know, I the, loved that part the, of it. The I son loved of the Joseph making von of the
2: Sternberg as
0: the cinematographer, which I hadn't realized until you know reading this. That you, the, I don't ha- know who that is. So Joseph von Sternberg made these films with Marlene Dietrich that were you know sort of like. Classics, film okay. classics. So, so, a relatively notable early film director, mm-hmm. his son, who was in film school is uh, i can't remember his his actual i think it's nicholas joseph von stern he even had his dad's name as his middle name yeah. and he's credited as the cinematographer it was it was yeah anyway so the yeah the, these kind of connections that were there but yes mm-hmm. film students primarily as the crew bringing in a bunch of whiteys to a bunch of honkies that's right, right to work for them but which
1: the, i thought was funny but,
0: but but with an but with a an african-american actor as the director yeah. of the film,
1: yeah. right.
2: played uh, Derville Dur- amazingly, amazingly by Le- uh, Wesley Snipes, probably yeah. some
1: of his best work. And but this movie has that kind of depth to it, where it's just like people keep popping up. So sure. like. At the top, you've got Eddie Murphy, obviously, right. Craig Robinson, Mike. Well, that and that, that you, very
0: opening scene with Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg and as and, uh, the uh, DJ that yeah. won't play the uh, and then, shitty and then, record. And then, and
1: then Titus What's-His-Face from uh, Burgess. the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Schmidt yeah. And then later on, Chris you get Bob Rock. Odenkirk, you get Chris yeah. Rock, T. Wesley I. Snipes comes in. T.I. of uh, all fucking people who, like, yeah. really right now is and not And like we usually do when we're
2: talking about film, we're completely ignoring the writer. Oh, yeah, that's right. He has that whole him and it is yeah, he that yeah yeah, yeah yeah it's a
1: very uh we're completely business. ignoring
2: joe saying that we're completely ignoring <laughs> the writer of the film
1: of what film dolomite
2: of dolomite
1: jerry jones as Keegan and michael key
2: yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. he did such a great job trying to bridge the intellectual notion of what a film is how is a film is supposed to be written yeah with dolomite's completely ridiculous plot and yeah, we should throw we should throw kung fu in there yeah but there's no we should throw an all female kung fu army in there amazing <laughs> brilliant masterclass. yeah uh yeah. but no king,
1: king michael key is really good in it though i am kind of getting tired of seeing him play the same character because he always one note actor he, yeah i mean yeah. He, he always plays the kind of stuffy uh, Oreo kind of white guy or mm-hmm. black guy, where he's like, "Yeah, I'm black, but also, you know, like I'm." Ca-. He he plays a Carlton over
2: and over and over. That's again. A very very ev- very interesting and
1: everything he does. And I don't think he's a bad actor. I don't think that he's not funny, but. At some point, he's going to have to branch out from that. Yeah, it worked. It worked against Jordan Peele, and you know. And Wesley Peele,
2: Snipes, who we have not seen in a decade, a while, yeah, in, in a film that's noteworthy, is
1: great. So good, yeah, because he's so mm-hmm. fucking pretentious. And and like, then let's not forget that Dolomite's
2: a kung fu master that doesn't know anything about kung fu. Not a single. thing. And we see hilarious scenes of him, like uh, of them doing, you know fight choreography right. yeah. where he literally misses the the head yeah right and they capture that on film and just keep it in yeah it's right. great boom mike's dropping into the top of frame yeah
0: and i, I don't remember that but
2: yeah i believe it so happened. very noteworthy and,
0: and so i think you know and, and we'll definitely be talking about that some more when we when we're talking about the actual dolomite film i think that what's what's interesting with this and with disaster artists Uh to some extent is you get to see the sort of levels and and you know carlos just talked about this with you know when he eventually does try to get this film out there once it's made and nobody's biting Mm -hmm. and then he has to just show it himself and the theater owner who he's rented the theater from to do this is saying, "Is this supposed to be funny?" Right. You know, it's because yes, on a level like clearly it is a comedy, right? I mean, there is there are jokes in there. It's and supposed to and be. He's funny. doing
2: his his own comedy act, right. in the in film it. several but, times.
0: But then there is a level at which. Wait, but he wants this to actually be a, a fight scene, a right? caper. He does a fight want scene. this to be him actually threatening somebody in a way that they should feel like it's threatening, right? right? You know, the, and in fact, most of it comes across as very silly and campy yeah. and and whatever. As, so, as novice, and and you know, luckily, I think he's able to roll with it, and sure. he and he kind of knows it. And it, it's so there's almost the exact same scene in the Disaster Artist yes. where you have. Uh, you know, James Franco as uh-huh. Tommy Wiseau uh-huh. at that initial screening and everybody's laughing. And initially he kind of now with this one, you don't have Rudy Ray Moore have that moment of doubt where it's like, Oh, is is this supposed to be? And then he rolls with it, mm-hmm. which is what happens with James Franco mm-hmm. here. I think Rudy Ray Moore is just—he knows that if people are laughing, that means he's going to keep selling tickets, and that means right. he's going to make a lot of money. Which and is that's his, motivation. That's his motivation. That's what he wants. Yeah. And yeah. so, if I'm entertaining the public, then I'm entertaining the public. I might it doesn't have matter. Made something, exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
2: But, but let's so make another one.
0: Yeah. So yeah. there's something kind of beautiful about yeah. that, which uh, w- which I really love in both of those films. Now, one of the things I like the
1: most about Dolomite is my name, and it's kind of one of the cheesier parts of it but it just gives you this i mean because you watch him struggle so much trying to get the funding trying to get the cast and crew together trying to get more film because they run out of money and then trying to get distribution and it's just always every i mean even before that when he's breaking into comedy or whatever it's Mm -hmm. like everything is an uphill battle and he's struggling and i very much appreciate a nobody's gonna open the door I'll make my own fucking door uh, story but at the end where like there's all those people there which you kind of knew was gonna happen yeah. when they're in, in the limo but the part that I loved the most and that was the most cathartic and that made me just the happiest I think that I was during this movie was when he's like you know what I've seen this movie Yeah, he goes outside yeah. and he just starts like doing his doing his bit, shtick
2: out in the line yeah. the folks yeah. that, lining, that could not get into and the and
1: everybody's loving it and like you see a guy mm-hmm who is so happy that people are connecting with what he's doing. And when you ask, did that happen a, in real life? It, well, I don't care. I don't care if that happened in real life, because that
2: was just that's such a That's a great, cinematic moment, but what if yeah. it had, you would have it's, so much, a lot of respect for oh, the guy? Oh, yeah, it'd be amazing. I don't <laughs>
1: think that it did, because how could you do that bit for that many hours in a row? You know, like, logistically, it's very unlikely. <laughs> yeah. Well, mm-hmm. we
0: only see it for five minutes on screen. Well, so it, he you says... that going to be out there all He night, says, he
1: says, but we know, don't so, get, you know. Yeah.
2: Uh, but... Oh, and the little that boy... so good. Yeah, the yeah, boy yeah. before that. The and little he, boy that says, I listened to all your records and yeah. I can't get into the movie. And they
1: and they basically are rap battling each other before rap battling's a thing. Yes. Like, you know, they're doing the bit right. back and forth. You know,
0: I almost... I was... I, for a moment there, I thought, are they gonna try... To do some connection where like he's maybe like an early old school rapper or something. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, I was I, th- I
1: was wondering if they were going to make the kid a person. Yeah, that we should right. Know.
0: Which they didn't. So they I think died. that I think that was probably the right move. But if but it was it, like Grandmaster Flash or something. I would have right. died. Right, right, right. But but I do think it was a nice gesture, sure. and, it, and it definitely made that. No, I agree. It's I thought f- that it was it was actually surprisingly cathartic. Where yeah. I did not expect. As much fun as I had watching the film, I didn't expect it to have as much of an emotional impact when he was having that final moment there with the crowd, where it's like, yeah, he was an entertainer all along. Like, he may not have been the best. He may not have been the most original, because again, he was recycling material that was out there before he ever, you know, um, he may not have been. Really adept at filmmaking, or even cared about filmmaking on Let some
2: me, level. A but he
0: wanted to entertain people. Yeah. He wanted to connect with people, and that he achieved. It's a
1: very, it's a very genuine, wholehearted pursuit.
2: Yeah. Did his original audience when he started the character in the comedy club? Uh, know that he was recycling material? Was that new material for the audience or, or th- That's a good
0: question. Sure no, my, underst- nah, my I I kind of felt like these were routine like the rhyming joking thing uh-huh. was something that people were probably somewhat familiar with. It was with, just being presented. But he in a was way pulling was, together okay. as many of the best lines and then coming up with some of his own. Yeah. I well,
1: don't I think that the Dolomite character I don't that seemed like it was uh a little yeah. newer um like i don't know that everybody was aware of that and granted i really don't know that much about this but yeah. as far as the actual rhyming thing i think people were aware of that style pig meat <laughs> P- markham's here comes the judge came out in 1968 and right. that is considered to be like the earliest iteration of rapping uh-huh. uh I'm that there ever was poetry
2: but, rhyming uh, words
1: yeah but that's also i mean yeah. pig markham's also more of a comedy yeah. Uh, right artist, and then and I had, so that had it had been done before.
2: I believe that this film will not get any Academy Award consideration. This is not a film no. for the ages, but David, well, I don't you, know said about that, but you said it. Earlier, you said it earlier. You have fun watching it. Yeah. it's fun to see Eddie Murphy back. It's yeah. fun to see Eddie Murphy doing material. that I think clearly he is invested. In.
0: I think it's maybe one of his most impressive performances. Mm-hmm. I agree. In that, I just think he really. It feels like he's having fun with the character, Without a and doubt. he's doing some really—I I think he's doing great renditions of some of those routines. Like now yeah. that I've you know sort of compared them back to back, um, he—I don't know—I think he put a lot into this project, and so that's exciting to see. I agree with you, Joe. I don't think it's going to get awards no, attention, no. Uh, but I, but I do think this might—you know—you say it's not one for the ages. I think it might be. I think this really? might be one of those films I that, agree. in Eddie Murphy, at least in Eddie Murphy's filmography, is going to stand out as one of those moments where he did something that went a little bit beyond where he's gone with oh, it some of his It wasn't safe. Roles.
2: This was not a safe no. Norbit, uh, 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 the Clumps. No. That's safe shit. You know what I mean? Right. Easy audience. This wasn't a safe thing. I just no. I, only time will tell. Well, I have a question for you, Carlos. Whenever uh, you get done.
1: Well, I I was going to agree with what he was with what David was saying is that I think that because this movie's so much fun that it'll be a rewatchable thing that people will continue mm-hmm. with that will continue to watch and.
2: We're uh, sixty episodes, sixty something episodes in yeah. to this adventure. Uh-huh. This is my first chance to ask you. We saw on film a record store. Uh-huh. we saw the interactions inside of a record store granted that record store was in the early 70s and not uh-huh. 2019 what was your thoughts and i you, you i know you look at that kind of stuff whether you have to look at that kind of stuff with a different critical eye than david and i could
1: yeah pretty accurate uh honestly with the exception of that dj booth being in there yeah, that was cool but that was cool i mean that's that's a fantasy of mine uh-huh. right <laughs> but uh not a reality uh this day and age but it's funny because i you know i've definitely had uh, dudes off the street come in and just start rambling mm-hmm. and doing not as in- not as interesting a performance as that guy did, and maybe not even performing necessarily, <laughs> but coming in and kind of causing problems by rambling and saying all this crazy stuff. Uh, which you know, obviously in this movie, what that guy was saying was not portrayed as such because it became Rudy Ray Moore's act. But I'm sure that to the majority of people, and even to Rudy Ray Moore, most times. That guy's rambling was a nuisance, and it wasn't anything that anybody would care to listen to or that should be paid attention to until that light bulb went off, and he was like, wait a second, what is this guy talking about? Maybe I should listen to this. You it know?
2: reminds you of the importance of the record store at that era, pre- yeah. pre-internet, yeah. clearly. Yeah. Pre- this is where you buy I, any music that you want to buy. And yeah. I
1: loved, loved them putting together that first comedy record, the... Um, eat out good yeah, uh, what's uh, oh. it called
2: um shoot. It was, it's, it's worth looking up it yeah is, it if, is. You, if you
0: hadn't if you hadn't said it i think i would have had it like oh
2: and God. he takes that record to the producer like i can't sell it i can't yeah. promote it i can't advertise it how the, how the hell am i gonna make any money doing it with this thing but but put i mean as somebody who has so he put, sells him out the trunk of his car who has
1: put together some you know quite DIY packages in the right. past um, that is a pretty good uh, eat out more often eat out yeah. more often there it is <laughs> um, I mean putting it all together stamping it like doing all that stuff uh-huh. like, and now that's th- that very, for
0: sure was just that did happen to it did happen. That record exists, yeah. but it was not his first record by a long stretch. It was not, stretch. no, no. Yeah. Not he had had close. many comedy sure. albums before that. You, so,
2: have, you have to compress, you have to accord exactly. to make I mean, the best that, film.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, he had
1: comedy albums before that, but I mean, that record came out in 1970. The second Rudy Ray Moore album, This Pussy Belongs To, came before that. Let's Come Together came before that. A Comedian is Born was even before that in 1966, but right. his very first recording was in 1956. Uh, On Federal Records, we see the Federal Records label when he's trying to push Mm -hmm. his singles. Um, Yeah, so I mean, definitely playing with the timeline a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But still, not nothing. I mean, I mean, it's a good scene, and Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, you know that Liberty is going to be taken. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, The the only part that really confused me as far as the way that they played with that was when it came to like what was actually in the film, Dolomite. (laughs) Yes, right, Um, right. But yeah, I mean, you know, this definitely is a great and definitely one of the best Eddie Murphy performances Mm -hmm. we've ever seen. And I think that one of the things that makes it the most fun and I, you know, this is true for comedians and musicians and other types of uh, performers, but it also comes across in film sometimes is that we're watching a guy having a ton of fun and we're watching a guy who has so much reverence for the subject matter that he is portraying. And cares so much about yeah. putting forth this guy's story in yeah. a way that makes people that maybe haven't heard of Dolomite the film mm-hmm. or Rudy Ray mm-hmm. want to go back yeah. and watch that. And it's those kinds of things that make a performance better and that yeah. brings the best out of an actor. And I think that that's what happened with this one, which is why – I don't think it'll be kind of swept under the rug and forgotten. It will be as far as awards and, you know, the Academy or whatever the fuck goes. But because, you know... We're gonna we'll we'll have, see. We're gonna, have yeah. to, we're gonna have to watch Robert Downey Jr. get fucking nominated for Best Actor for Endgame and all this other horse shit. Is that um, is that the buzz? Is that yeah. is
0: he really gonna get nominated? I think uh, he will. They're really. They're Scorsese's comments couldn't there. squash that bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> the, they
1: are definitely right. gonna it's run not the even ads cinema. and everything. Uh, it's not, <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> but this beer, though. Well, speaking of, do you think art? that Roadmap has the reverence for coffee? that Eddie Murphy had for Rudy
2: Ray Moore. Well, we spoke about roadmap in our last episode and I said, I'm looking forward to, to drinking more of theirs. Thank you, Carlos for bringing more. This, uh, reminds me a lot of that, uh, Gunner's daughter, a lower ABV milk stout that we enjoyed just what last episode. The Gunner's daughter was two episodes. Two ago. Two episodes, ago. and it was. Drunk. But that lower, no, that lower ABV. I don't fucking yeah. remember our timeline. Sure, really. sure. I'm yeah. the one that added some. Uh, our our uh, that lower ABV milk stout. Yeah, and here we are with a, with another one, and uh, the drinkability of this is what I'm enjoying the most about it because the right flavors right. on spot. The flavor yeah. to me mm-hmm. is on spot, and because you're not struggling spot on. on spot, bro, <laughs> and because you're not struggling with a uh, with a. Hyper alcohol flavor. You uh, can just you, this. you can just enjoy this.
0: Yeah, it's great. I mean, it spot does taste on, like coffee on spot because you do not have a high ABV.
2: You can <laughs> <sit down. laughs> you can drink these one two three. There you go.
0: There Thank it is. You. That was Thank it. you. Look, he's got the Rudy Ray. He's you know where the spot is. <laughs> <laughs> drink.
2: You ask me if this has coffee. You you said earlier, uh, Carlos. Quickly back to the film. It makes you want to watch Dolomite. Yeah. So I was super excited about what our second half is going to be. You'll find out. I don't want to back. give. I, I don't want to give the beer short shrift. We're enjoying this, and we're enjoying roadmap and the I journey that is roadmap. I, I
0: think that uh, as far as coffee stouts go, I think this hits a nice spot where it is not intense uh-huh. in the way that a high ABV sort of imperial coffee stout would be. Yeah. It's very drinkable. I love the idea that it's called Wake Up Call. I would drink this every morning if I could get away with it. Yeah, and Carlos probably probably does. But you know, (laughs) but it's it's a very easy to drink, and I think it nails the coffee. I mean, to me, this is you know as close to getting just a glass of cold brew in the morning as I'm going to get in a beer. And
2: I really liked it.
1: Speaking of Gunner's daughter, I think. Massively. just recently they put out the imperial gunner's daughter mm. for those of you in the uh i
2: think i think we have to 10 percent
0: abv our listeners like in to... maine send us some imperial come on come, maine.
1: on come on okay so uh we're gonna talk uh more. dolomite is my name and
2: we'll talk about it in just a minute <laughs>
1: And Joe's not paying attention right now So I'm going to do this before he clocks back in (laughs)
0: Um, We we can drink it all before it gets bad
1: (laughs) uh,
2: Pardon me, I I was Instagramming on Beer in a movie, you can uh, find us Carlos, what do you find us
1: at? Beer in a movie on Instagram Uh, We are going to open another beer Before we talk about our next movie Uh, As per our last episode We're going to follow a similar format We had Roadmap in the first half We are going to have an Ingenious in the second half uh, so this one's from Ingenious Brewing Company. It is their raspberries and cream double froyo milkshake IPA.
0: Woohoo! Oh shit! <laughs> it's
1: a bit harder to open than. Get I that thought.
0: up, yeah. It comes in at 8.2%. Ooh, ah, yeah, there you go. Satisfying sound. Got it.
1: Um. Very excited about this one. Uh, we we've of, had a uh, different. We've things. had
0: one of their froyos before, right? I don't know. Strawberries
1: and cream, maybe. I, I think feel like we, did. we have. So it's
0: raspberries yeah. and cream. I think we had the strawberry one. I don't know if we had it on mic or not, but we definitely had it. These
2: yeah. always just smell and look so good when they come. God damn it, Joe! Mm. Stop complaining. Spilling. <laughs> Joe Hillion's my name. <laughs> Spilling us. beers is my, my motherfucking game. <laughs>
1: Can't waste a precious ounce Ooh. of this. If
2: I spilled an egg, it's not the party film. Raspberries
0: right. and cream. Oh, raspberries. Okay. Yeah, I definitely can get berries. Very mm. nice. <sighs> it smells so good. Well, <laughs> we're gonna we're, we're gonna be <laughs> oh, talking man. about the the original film that uh, that the uh, My Name is Dolomite
2: film is sort of uh, dramatizing the making of. It, it's a success. I believe, when after watching that film, my first inclination, I believe I said this earlier, was... I, I need to go back and watch the original. How bad was this thing? Because it's presented in Dolomite Is My Name uh-huh. as being a comedy of errors. Uh-huh. As being a... Uh, against all odds, we even got a film onto on the screen.
0: Y- well, I don't know. Yes, it, a comedy of errors, for To some extent, but they're having such a good time making it, right? I mean, the crew is kind of laughing, other than the director. The director, Derville Martin, is depicted, who who we were saying earlier in the episode, uh, played by Wesley Snipes, is sort of upset with the whole thing. I mean, it's it's clearly he is slumming it he is going beneath himself to be doing this he's been in other films he was in rosemary's baby he was you know like he he's he's been in these other more he's legitimate, legitimate projects that he feels like he's kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel but for the film students for the people who you know the the other cast and and whatnot even jerry jones to some extent um even though he he's kind of elevated at least with this theater background they kind of go with it and they're enjoying it and and it's fun so i understand what you're saying That there's an element of, okay, so what was that actual product that they made? Now, me having seen it many years ago, I remember thinking it was very funny. Uh I remember thinking it was a little off Uh in certain ways. So it was fun to get to revisit it. I, I actually watched it before watching My Name Is Dolomite. I watched That was a whole conversation do- we had. Yes, I rewatched did, yeah. Dolomite uh-huh.
2: before watching My Name Is Dolomite. And I didn't realize when we were having that conversation that you had seen it once before. You said, "I think I'm going to watch Dolomite and then My Name Is Dolomite." And I said, "I suggest you do it the opposite direction because it's interesting to see how they depicted it right before you see what they were depicting." Yeah. How was your experience that I have that off at all? No. Or is it six of one, half a dozen of yeah? Another? I think I think kind of a six of one and half dozen
0: of another. Uh-huh. I mean, I obviously well, not obviously, but the, you know, the film that we were comparing this to in the last half of the episode, the Disaster Artist. I had seen the Room before I right. ever saw the Disaster Artist. Um, I had reveled in its strangeness. It's, it's too, th- so th- bad, it's good. Yeah, that that. So then, seeing it recreated, I found that pleasurable. Right, like the, the, you know, like this one, I don't think it's it's quite the same like i said because Mm -hmm. there is an intentional like the room was clearly trying to be a drama and it didn't didn't achieve that and it ended up being this campy sort of failure dolomite was a comedy Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like it was always intended to be funny but then there are elements of it that i think were meant to be more straight action Mm -hmm. that just have kind of a over-the-top exaggerated silliness to them because of the way that they were executed and also just the less than professional crew that was working on it i mean the framing of certain shots is kind of strange like there's more headspace than you would expect in the frame there's more you know it's slightly askew the way that the frame is is composed is not as balanced as you would think it should be the performances are kind of flat right i mean I, kind I actually, of flat. <laughs> well, and some of them are over the top. The mean, is horrible. Some over. of them are like yelling. Right. Okay, so, some of the people are yelling. But uh, Queen Bee, Lady Reed, I mean, is I mean. I actually, I watched, the you know, the first scene where, well, not the first scene, but the scene where he goes to the uh, warden's office mm-hmm. and he's being told about, oh, Dolomite, you're going to be released so that you can go. We haven't even really talked no, about No, I was going to say, we talked about right?
2: Dolomite is my name and the plot we should, thereof. Yeah. The, we need a full plot. The idea, idea of Dolomite, not, <laughs> right. The idea of Dolomite <laughs> is
0: Dolomite is a pimp slash nightclub owner who was incredibly Framed. successful uh-huh. But then framed for having drugs, uh-huh. which it's never really clear furs. whether or not he actually sold drugs or not ever. He I don't it. think he didn't. He absolutely didn't.
1: Just because of his aversion to Willie Green oh, selling. Okay. Him, it makes and it Willie Green right. is the gentleman
0: that right. framed him, that the framed competing him. Right. pimp. So this yeah, competing, right, this competing, competing empresario Compete- in the town wants to overtake his thing. So he kind of. You know, pays off the cops to go and plant this evidence on uh, on Dolomite. Dolomite is imprisoned falsely, mm-hmm. essentially, and but then the authorities, some of the authorities, come to realize that this was a uh, setup, mm-hmm. and so they let him out so that he can right those wrongs and essentially and, and take down a, a the, the true right scourge of the... Right, Willie Green. Right. Yeah, exactly. So that's kind of... so But that scene where he's first being brought into the office and being told, hey, Dolomite, we realized we were wrong. We want you to go back out there and get this. And you have Queen Bee Uh just sitting there in the corner, kind of (laughs) like... Hands in her lap just
2: wooden delivery yeah
0: and but i did it and i think one of the things i appreciated is seeing the lead up to that right. in my name is dolomite right you realize this is somebody who never aspired to be on film was it like was probably he, he plucked her
2: out of a nightclub just because she said a funny line right
0: and and you know was part of his act right and like and had toured with him right but then was like okay now you're gonna be in this film and you're gonna have to deliver these lines and you're gonna have to do this and just the delivery, there could be, like, no no less emotionless delivery than you could ever have than what she had. It's just yeah. like, yeah, Dolomite. Yeah, you know, like, just this very flat kind of... So, But then you have that. On the other end of the scale, you have Rudy Ray Moore himself. Right. And, and some of the others who are just like, motherfucker!
1: Well, <laughs> I, well, I don't know. I mean, in some of the early scenes, and he was like, oh, and by the way, and there's just, like, this very... Theatrical blatant exposition, right? Kind of style of writing uh-huh. dialogue that's happening. That's yeah, just like, oh, and by the way, how about this? Oh, and also, well, well, uh-huh. and it's just like, yeah. oh man, <laughs> you know, like those parts are kind of cringy. The over the top stuff I
0: like though, yeah, no, and I actually even like the stuff that you're saying is cringy. I mean, there's something very like it, it's it's sort of fun to see a film that almost over explains itself and just gives you all these, you know, moments that you don't like, Oh, I think, you know, queen B of course, you know, queen B she's in the goddamn room. you like, right. I mean, he, <laughs> she's right. an associate of his. You right. don't need to, you know, right. So the, I mean, there's just these wonderful, <laughs> right. right. Over explanation. I believe,
2: you know, queen B the woman that came and said that she knew you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and That is
0: right. right
1: in front of you. Uh, can we talk about how he's released from prison because they have found information that could prove that he was framed and all this other stuff yeah. never talked about again
0: oh yeah no the, the, once he gets no released concern. no he's just it's out never no, yeah he's just yeah, out no, and no, about no, no. doing his yeah, thing yeah. right never
1: mentioned again right. right yeah uh which which i didn't realize until like the very end of the movie
2: <laughs> you're waiting for it to come no, back no, around no.
1: no actually i didn't even realize it until as i said in the front half of this episode i watched dolomite is my name thought that i missed something in dolomite because they show scenes from the human tornado uh-huh. that yeah. were not actually in dolomite but they framed to be in it and going back and back to it and in rewatching dolomite and fast forward to see where the scene i missed was which actually wasn't there i was like wait yeah that whole warden scene at the beginning that never pays off Wait, <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, I totally forgot about it in my yeah. watching the movie i was yeah. like yeah cool like you know um in, in kung my- fu pimp kung fu uh-huh. girl gang like I'm down, in like, my yeah, name, you know? in
2: my name is Dolomite. They showcase a scene in the film Dolomite that is kind of there to demonstrate just how bad the cor- the the fight choreography is. When he's framed and gets caught. when he's framed yeah. after he's gotten out again, they yeah. uh, hey Dolomite, you need to open your trunk, you know that yeah. kind of thing. He opens There's his nothing trunk in my trunk, right? He opens his trunk; it's filled with drugs, and then Dolomite and, has to and, punch his and way
1: and illegal furs. <laughs> well, <laughs> That's let's right. not forget the illegal furs.
2: Call us to go hand in hand. (laughs) it goes without saying and then and then dolomite punches his way out of the situation with punches that don't land anywhere near the head uh, often during the fight scene uh one punch that clearly wouldn't take a, a a man maybe even larger than dolomite to the ground but does it's just as funny in dolomite as it is in my name is Dolomite. It's even they recreate it so well in the first more, film.
1: Over the top, in my name is
2: Dolomite. Sure, of course. Uh, I mean, they're, they're yeah. exaggerating for for comedic effect, but it it not it, that much though. No, not 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 too much. <laughs> not, not it time. is so. It is the perfect example of just how bad Dolomite is, and and we can say that it's bad in this way that the room has elevated itself. The room has as opposed to the disaster artist has elevated itself into so bad it's good territory but even more ethereal than that yeah dolomite's up at the same level no i think think it is is so bad i think dolomite's just good though
1: see but i yeah i uh, I, I, yeah yeah, i I, I was talking to somebody
2: we'll argue but that's okay
1: i was talking to somebody about this earlier today um and you know i'm you know this is the first you know exploitation film i've ever seen dolomite i mean really? I've always, yeah i know wow. I, i've been aware of them because of the soundtracks and stuff like that i like, got you know as right. listeners of the show i'm a big soundtrack guy i'm also a very big fun console guy just you have general. to be
2: looking for it though they don't come across like a feed or any kind of way mm, to watch them easily you yeah. have to go after a, a sub yeah. sub genre on purpose and it's worth going into
1: for sure i it and I agree and I I the the main reason I've ever been aware of the genre mm-hmm. of black exploitation is because of the soundtracks mm-hmm. and uh but I've but I don't I just they were never readily available and things like that and so I, this exactly. is the first one I've ever seen and I was talking to somebody earlier today about how I love this movie for the same reason that I love Fast and the Furious for the franchise. Uh. It's so ridiculous and over the top, but it's exactly what it wants to be. Like, the room wanted to be dramatic and it was funny because it was terrible. Yeah. Dolomite always intended to be funny, at least in some way. And it all, and it, you know, I don't know. Granted, you know, he's dead now, so there's no way to verify, but I don't think Rudy Ray Moore ever necessarily thought that, you know, he was going to be a serious martial artist or anything like that. It was just like, these are these are the things people want to see. Let's do it. And so in a very unabashed way, put all of these, what some may consider unrelated elements together, and was just like, yeah, this is a fun movie that people are going to have a great time watching that is going to be entertaining. And it's mm-hmm. not really anything more than that. Granted, as we talked about earlier, Jerry Jones was trying to add some social commentary to it, which I think he did uh, in a reasonably um effective way but there's no reason that this movie shouldn't be so much fun and it is and like so now i know i need to go back and watch coffee i need to go back and watch superfly i need to go back watch the first shaft which i know is more dramatic and everything but it's just so good and it's so well executed for what it is
0: yeah i mean i i'm 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 more on board with what you're saying, Carlos. I mean, to me, this film is it's achieving a lot of what it set out to achieve. It was always just meant to entertain an audience. It was always just meant to offer some laughs and some thrills, perhaps. It offers more laughs than thrills overall. Yeah. I, I, and, oh sure. You know some thrills. But, but dance honky
2: dance. Y- you don't yeah. take any yeah, yeah, yeah. of the action of the uh, of the drama presented in the film you, seriously. You don't at all. you don't
0: take anybody like,
2: ripping out somebody's intestines very seriously. Yo, Come
0: that shit on, was man. Badass.
1: <laughs> That was <laughs> badass. I real okay. That that was definitely one of the moments in the film where I did not see it coming. Mm. Like there were a lot of things that I expected, like the whole like shooting at someone's feet to make him dance saying like that. There's precedent for that. Sure, and it's like funny or whatever. But mm-hmm. I can't think of a movie that I've seen that was pre 1975 or something like that happened. Yeah, it, it, was it pre- may have. It's kind of horrific, but yeah, um, you know, you see it later in things like yeah. the story of Riccio or kung pao under the fist or you know right, things right. i'm
2: sorry that. boys you're laughing at this film because it's so bad that it's good the love scenes are ridiculous the love scenes yeah, are but I, ridiculous yeah, but so, awesome. so you're sitting there you're enjoying it because it's so horrible no no it's not horrible no no, no. okay it's you it's, think it's horrible
1: it's ridiculous on purpose
2: yes Yes. no way no uh, no 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 when they, it's a, when, it's they a cart, it's, when they cartoon when they set out to make to that film rudy Rudy Ray Moore I got it right yeah you know, believed that. At that moment, he was a leading man that was going to titillate audiences. No, 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 no. Okay.
0: No, you watch My Name is he mm-hmm. Dolomite. He believed that he had name. a comedy character that could play well on the big screen mm-hmm. and that would attract enough attention that he could then sell more records and continue to... I mean, he thought... it's. I mean, it's you, like... Um, uh, I mean, it, it, it is... It, uh, you. you see it's it? like he thought he had The Tramp. The Charlie yeah. Chaplin, he's he's not thinking of this as he's going to be the next Carrie. Gr- well, like I Cary put this Grant movie next to actor, the
2: room is so bad that it's good. That's no, the, the, to that's the room is way worse than I see the, the, I see the comparison, yeah. but
0: I do not go as far as you as you are with and consider the se-
2: consider honest- the sex scenes in the room. They're so horrible but yeah they are yeah, put, yeah 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 but they are but, the room, but the they, room,
0: room, they are tommy was uh wanted those scenes to be super sexy, sexy yeah. sexual he wanted them to be titillating yes. Yes. agreed rudy ray moore i don't think it, and he wanted them to be titillating, sure. Yeah, like, he, he expect want, them. He didn't there expect is nudity,
2: them to There is. I mean, he
1: didn't expect them to be like genuinely romantic and yeah, moving. Right. And, like, in
2: my name is Dolomite. They present it as let's let the Dolomite is my name. That's what I said. Let's let the ceiling crash down on them. That 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 is not that does not happen in this film. No, it doesn't. The indication in Dolomite is my name is that we are setting this up to be ridiculous and silly. That's yeah. not what's happening in this movie. I don't know that I agree with that because. Also in
1: Dolomite is my name, when they're watching that movie with a front page or whatever it is, they're yeah. literally all looking at each other going like wait what why do people like this? There's no kung fu, there's no titties. There's right. no like any of this. There's no action sequence. Like there's none of this fun shit that we
0: like.
2: I don't believe and that so, Rudy Ray Moore said I don't know kung fu, so let me just kind of slap at these guys with this bullshit moves. Oh, I believe he, that no. very wholeheartedly. No,
0: No, I, Do You
1: I, think Rudy Ray Moore thought that he genuinely I was a that master that of kung, kung that fu. I think he thought that the
2: crew that he had assembled could create uh, the uh, the at least the notion that he was doing yeah. kung fu in a film. Okay, maybe. I can I can agree with that. But, it, and, but and and it fails and it was and it failed when they showed it on the screen in 1975. Right. Now the audience, I don't think that I, his comedy records were so successful among the audience that they were intended. But there is nothing funny. About the comedy that he does when he gets up at the the titular scene at the very end at the at the nightclub and he's presenting his comedy, he's presenting basically on film the comedy albums that made him avail- uh, able to make the film right. to begin with. There's nothing funny about it. Now, really? granted, I'm not yeah, the I don't audience. Know if I agree with that. Granted, I'm not the audience. A story about a monkey in a jungle. It's 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 not funny. It isn't funny. It's a little funny. Now, granted, I'm not the audience intended, and therefore the humor may be going straight over my head. But this is just a bad movie from beginning to end that is so bad that it's hilarious. Huh? Yeah, I disagree. Yeah, I don't don't know. And we can agree to disagree. And I think that maybe that there's enough there for us to have a disagreement about. The way that you and I agreed on a key element of of *Parasite* in the last episode makes it a better film. Like, there's more substance there for us to chew on, to digest. More meat on the bones than what you would expect. Maybe.
1: I don't. I don't know. I think that. I mean, I, you know, am 100% not the audience. You didn't sit there and say,
2: "I'm watching a good movie." I. I'm watching a movie that's entertaining me because it's so bad.
1: I sat there, and there were definitely scenes that i recognized as being funny but didn't laugh out loud at Mm -hmm. because again like you said you're not the audience of this movie i'm certainly not the audience of this movie and i realized there are probably people especially at the time and maybe even still today that would think that it's funnier than i think that it is but i found it entertaining i found it to be fun and in my reading of it i was watching and i was like yeah this was meant to be a fun movie And that's probably about it. You know,
0: to me, this is so there. I mean, there are different filmmakers that I would or, or films that I would compare this to that would go outside the room. I don't think the room I think I think, Joe, you're getting too. Hung up in the comparison between the room and this. I just think it's, a fair, compa- I just think it's a fair comparison. I think it's That's somewhat fair, it but I look yeah. at films like there, there's a filmmaker Andy Sedaris who used to make these films back in the '80s and '90s that were these like sort of over the top action films with these bums and women. To Amy Sedaris? No, no, okay. different, different Sedaris. But but Bill I mean,
2: Sedaris, I know that. Guy.
0: But but they were they were campy they were silly they were supposed to be somewhat funny but they were also supposed to be action but the action was kind of ridiculous and exaggerated i think it they're more akin to that for me where or th- this is more akin to that where Certainly, I think there were things that were not executed in the way that they intended. I think that, yes, they thought some of the fight choreography, and when I say they, I can guess Rudy Ray Rudy Moore, M. Jerry Jones. I mean, I think there were some things that they thought were going to come off a little bit more straightforward than they ended up coming off. But ultimately, they were couched in this whole comedy scheme that he had come up with, this character that was this exaggerated version of a pimp that never existed, doing this rhyming mm-hmm. comedy. That
2: they spend too much time trying to a make nightclub. a legitimate crime thing with the with the two oh, white detectives. Hold but on, then the, with the two but white detectives the- and
0: the flopping around in the bathroom. I mean, that was that silly. Was crazy. It was so silly. And I, I, mean, <laughs> I don't know how you could. <laughs> when, I, I think when the
2: Afri- when the mayor is having sex with the African American girl, having a threesome with yeah. a, a black girl and a white girl, and then uh, the, the <laughs> I mean, it is so bad. It's good. Hold on. At it's the end of the day, so we can bad. agree it's good. it's good. It is so
0: funny. It's funny. Okay.
2: That's that's right. what it's going for. Well, let's not revel in our disagreement. Well, no, why, don't, why don't I just take a back seat and you guys talk about how 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 good how how much you enjoyed it? Because well, no, because um, if I talk about how much I enjoyed it, I'm going to talk about how. It's bad and fucking then it's horrible good. it yeah, was yeah. but I was laughing at it and now I guess with it over the with, test over this uh, over the test time uh, yeah. but I I think I think David's point
1: that he just brought up was really good because I don't think there's any point at which the mayor is supposed to be seen as a serious character no. so anytime that you see him especially in that bathroom scene you're supposed to be laughing is at the it's reverend
2: supposed to be, supposed to be a, a serious no character? you're
0: supposed that's supposed you're to supposed be to a, that's that a send-up of yeah. religious figures yeah i absolutely. thought was, that was
2: supposed to be a social commentary of the of the scene at the time no that's a lamp that
1: of
0: the corruptness of the church mm-hmm. yeah i mean i think that there's a lot of satire elements in the film And I think some of that's there because Jerry Jones was a somewhat serious playwright and was trying to probe these kind of social things. So I think some of that's very intentional. I think the stuff with the fight choreography, I think some of the stuff with the actual technical execution in terms of framing, in terms of... Um, the boom mics getting into sure. the shots. And stuff. I mean, I just think technical some of that so stuff... See, I, yeah, I didn't notice the boom mic thing. No, there wasn't a lot of it. But although there, the weird thing, and this is like kind of a trivia thing... Yeah, this is interesting. There was, when it was originally brought on to VHS, they did not gate the film in the way that it was intended to be. And so there were boom mics and a lot more of the shots than oh, okay. had been in the theatrical showings. Yeah. So there is kind of this... Especially as a home viewing experience, this kind of history, which I think, which fair. was yeah, the version no, that I either. had seen of it when, back in sure. the nineties or whatever when I saw it.
2: your three four uh, video. <laughs> right.
0: So anyway, you know, but I, I, you know, we, let's not get hung up on the. Sure, I agree, agree. It's I think whether you think it's so bad it's good or you think it's trying to be funny and it's funny, it's a funny experience. Oh, without it a is doubt. over the top. We can't I mean, agree I guess where I get like w- the thing right out of the gate. All those like the interactions with the women, the him like changing out yes. of his clothes and yes. talking he about his. Cor- so you many brought me cotton yes. drawers. You brought me like, <laughs> right.
1: I mean, he changes inexplicably so many times.
2: Yeah, just I mean, between scenes, no explanation. The wardrobe alone is enough to watch it, this. To
0: yeah. me, like that, that is just and fun. that's not
2: making fun of the film because that's 1975, and I mean, it,
0: no, he's a drip god. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> a drip god. I don't know this term. What do you?
1: When your fit is a drip, when your outfit is a drip, that means like oh. your outfit's on point, like you look good. Oh,
0: okay, okay,
1: all right. Good. Who's rolled now? Good.
0: David. Well, there we go. <laughs> so well, no, I'm just saying, I don't know the terminology. It, so yeah. I y- like that Iron Maiden shirt is a drip. Oh, okay. It's a drip. Thank you. Thank you. I I I think this is such a fun movie. I yeah. think there's some questionable
2: gender politics that are oh, going good. on. Oh, sure. good. God. But, yeah. Yeah. Valid. It's a It's it's a it's the audience. Yeah. At the time, so I said two things. It's the audience and it is the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah For yeah. sure. Yeah.
0: and You don't get away
2: with calling a woman a bitch. What I will say. These days, the way that, I mean, that's not, just. Not in the way now, they do it in this one. No, no way. Realizing
0: that. So the, the one thing I will say is watching these films in sequence, I did because I had that realization too. watching Dolomite again and then watching My Name is Dolomite and realizing. Dolomite is my name. Oh, sorry. Dolomite is my name.
2: S- seeing he had, to, he had to double check you
0: seeing what were these scenes that were not actually there and realizing that they were in this sequel to Dolomite yeah. Human Tornado which i had never seen
2: yeah, going and seen and that.
0: watching that th- because i was curious oh you watched you did a double feature i watched oh, well later later baby. it was yeah that one is even nuttier oh, they see, I, I really upped yeah. the ante and that one joe you even could not say it's so bad it's good because okay. you would say these guys knew what the fuck they were doing and they did it
2: full tilt yeah and they loved well, according it. All in. according to dolomite as my name is dolomite <laughs> there is a uh this is a financial success this film fuck yeah it is so therefore now for... he has the correct budget and no Th- that that and the test audiences the yeah. ones that told him
0: this is funny stuff
2: right Keep i was going to i was going to say he doesn't have the creative stifling notion that we're going to struggle to make our product yeah. right that can kill a product it can and now if he has a financial success and the funding is up front i am so curious to see where he evolved toward with that second film yeah I mean, so, so again dolomite, we're not in disagreement that it's an enjoyable experience yeah we're just in disagreement about, about the intention ha, there you go the intention of it yeah
1: uh dolomite was a i love you guys major success because they made that movie for 100 grand and made 12 million right like, yeah that's that's big
2: 1975 Fucking, 12 sure. million
1: big margin. Sure. I, what is... Uh, don't not make 12, us do math. Not 12 times, 120 times. The only
2: math I want to do is 8.2 ABV. That's the only math. One. <laughs> math
1: gets harder when you get to 8.2 ABV.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I think everybody... I think these... You know, I don't know. If you're... If you're real stuffy about film and, you know, you you only want to watch movies like The Lighthouse, then (laughs) I I know who likes that shit. That's all I want to do. Well, no, I'm not saying that if you only, but if you only want to watch that stuff, if you're only, you know. uh, No, a student of film should see. Dolomite, but if you like movies and you like having fun watching movies, mm-hmm. there's yeah. no reason you shouldn't
0: watch. I feel movie. like I feel like Dolomite, especially. My name is Dolomite. Dolomite is my name. Fuck, <laughs> Jesus! I thought I was getting it right. Fucking up film time. <laughs> <Dolomite>. <laughs> my name is Dolomite. Why do I keep going to that? Dolomite I said it, said it, when fucking it was Fucking up, motherfucker. Okay,
1: it, it makes sense when you think about it in that. Yeah, place. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, so Dolomite is my name. Yeah. I think watch that at home, fine. Enjoy yeah. it. Dolomite. I feel like I have not had the right experience with it yet. No. I would need to see that in a theater wow. with people. with people. Wow! Totally laughing at all the and probably quoting a lot of the lines. Yeah, that's a it's good that quote kind along. of film. To me, that is the apotheosis of the film that you should be seeing as whatever it is a midnight screening or so you know like that is a fun how much does it cost for not alamo draft house (laughs) it's a lot man
2: (laughs) i bet if we asked them to do it we could make it happen we could definitely do it
1: and i'd be down right maybe the sequel we do
2: which one the The human tornado the human tornado that would be fun we
1: do at the draft house and record the podcast live there afterwards. Why don't we say right
2: now that that's going to happen? You said it. I mean, if, if you live in Corpus Christi or within a radius that's drivable, yeah. You know, beer in a movie, the human tornado. Okay, and then we'll do the, we'll morning. do the
1: podcast taping afterwards. Not the worst
2: uh, disagreement we've ever had, and
1: but. we'll we'll even uh, find a way. They have wireless mics at the drive at at the at the house. T- so we can go into the audience, talk to the audience.
0: Sure, yeah, and get their ideas. Yeah, they, because, I mean, it, it is fun. It is a fun film. You realize this Nato? is going to yeah. be my project tomorrow.
1: I really want to yeah. see yeah. it. Okay. I'm, I'm going to send the email right now. Okay, go ahead. I'm going to beat you. Okay.
0: All right. So what do we say, folks? What do we think about the beer? <sighs> oh, hold on. Dolomite is obviously super You fun. should see Dolomite. Yeah. <laughs> Whether I- you think it's so bad it's good or just so good it's good,
2: you're going to enjoy it. It's a good time. Uh, Raspberries
0: I, and cream, double I, froyo.
2: I intended on making one more point. Oh, sorry. The order that I saw it in was Dolomite is my name, and then Dolomite. Eddie Murphy, like I said at the first half of the episode, does not do a good job representing uh, Rudy Ray Moore's appearance. You 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 see allusion to it. That guy's a little doughy. That guy's a little chunky. That guy doesn't know kung fu. That guy's no leading man. But it's Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. When you finally see Ray Rudy Ray Moore on on screen. Mm-hmm. you understand what the actors in the first film, Dolomite is my name, were trying to do. Mm-hmm. This is no sexy leading man. However, you see him with his shirt off, and you do see Eddie Murphy like um, uh, reticent to take off his shirt for a, 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 the... A, photographing the cover of an album like you know what i'm saying like I'm, I'm concerned with my weight but i mean in the scene rudy ray moore has larger breasts than the beautiful woman that he's trying that he's betting in in, in the scene he's he's not an attractive guy now you say carlos that rudy ray moore is more attractive than eddie murphy as far as that leading man role
1: at least in the film dolomite i think he's not a bad looking dude i mean yeah he is a little heavier set mm-hmm. than your average leading man but i don't know there's something about his well, with face Wed- he's got with- a nice face
2: I, I to to me it's it's it, it just makes it again, it makes it ludicrous. And I believe, and you guys disagree that they're trying to not sell him as a sexy leading man. This is the leading man because this is the comedian that's funding the film. I totally get it, but it it there's a lot of fall apart there.
1: I mean, uh, enough. I mean, up. I think they are trying to sell him as a leading man, yeah. but I don't think that they're unaware of the uphill battle that they face in doing that and that he's n- a non-conventional leading man i don't think that they think that he is going to you know yeah be richard roundtree or you know uh, yeah anything like that we're so. treading
2: water aka treading beer aka ingenious raspberries and cream double froyo
0: 8.2 8.2,
2: 8.2.
0: what do you think david Two. um i think it's very lovely um okay. I mean, I feel oh, like I'm with you. There is, uh, I if I have any beef with this beer, it is that I would love to have a little bit more carbonation. Mm-hmm. It just it I, I would like a little more liveliness on my palate there. But it is,
1: I mean, it is a crowler, so you never. Well, know. that's true.
0: It's so Fair it, it, it mm-hmm. that may
1: was, not be... it's almost two weeks old at this
0: point. Mm. It was, but the flavors there, the body's there. I mean, I'm I'm enjoying this. The ingenious, the, they maintain their record of great successes.
2: You bring up a good point. When you enjoy a crowler, that's the notion that you go to the brewery and they and they can it on the spot for you, or in the case of Roadmap, they've got them in a co- cooler for you, and you assume that they're not very old. Mhm. How? long do you have in your home refrigerator before you need to get that thing done or it's going to expire soon is uh, 11 uh, rather 12 days too long because i think we've hit the wall
1: i don't know if it's too long i think you could go a month um but and you know maybe this beer wasn't super carbed mm-hmm. you know maybe this is how it would have come out at the tap you know
2: i don't know uh it's an above average beer but it's not again Ingenious's best uh yeah maybe not um you had ingenious at your wedding carlos and those beers were mighty fine. i don't remember the style you'll you'll remember better than me because was it a, was uh, one of the most important days of your life there's definitely a froyo there there yeah. wasn't it was, the was the mo- a fro-yo. it was yeah. the
1: mocha froyo. Yes. frap. it yep. was uh uh yep. did they call it a black milkshake ipa I Something don't know. Like but that. it was it
0: was a mocha milkshake. It was yeah.
1: very, very dark for an IPA. And then we had the uh we had another one that was just an oat cream double IPA. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. Um
2: and then there was a third one. <laughs> <laughs> remember it as slowly as you can. I w I won't remember it, I don't yeah. think. But yeah. uh, it's one of those nights. Was, anyway, the the raspberry and cream Double Froyo. It, 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 it. I agree with you, David. It lacks a carbonation. It's 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 not up to Ingenius's gold standard quality.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've I've had gold a, standard better version of their Froyo. Yeah, that. Uh, but but this one is very tasty. I think with a little more carbonation, it would have been right up there. And as Carlos said, perhaps right out of the tap, it would have had that. So God, we could dare to dream.
1: I uh, I love this one. God, it's so good. Well, good. Really? Yeah. Okay. I I love the Froyo series that they do. Uh, every one that I've had has been so good. Um, do you like the Froyo series from Genius? Did you like? <laughs> did you like Dolomite? Did you like Dolomite is my name? My name is Dolomite. Uh,
0: <laughs> go, go with the right title. <laughs> Dolomite is my name. Yeah.
1: Um, let us know. Uh, you can do that by finding us on all of the various social media channels. You can find us on Twitter at Beer Movie Show, on Instagram at Beer and a Movie, Facebook.com slash Beer and a Movie TX. Instagram and Facebook are very lively uh, these days. So definitely pay attention there. I tweet every now and then, but don't get, you know, don't get your hopes up. Uh Beer and is our home base. You can find a link there to listen to this episode, which you've probably already done. And all of our previous episodes. If you are listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please rate, review, and subscribe. Subscribing helps you stay abreast on when we are dropping new episodes. You'll be the first to hear them. Rating and reviewing helps us a lot. We know you're going to give us that five-star rating, but go ahead and write a written review so that we know what you like, what you don't like, what you want to see more of in the future. Um those are the big important things. Uh, you know, stay tuned for one. We're gonna screen the human tornado and do a live podcast recording on the Alamo draft house. <laughs> uh Josh Gillion and oh, you're listening to this. If you yeah, haven't responded it. to my message yeah. yet, please it's respond gonna happen. now. Um uh, you know, I don't know, maybe a brewery festival thing, who knows? You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that could happen with us in the future. Uh,
2: right. We have plans. Uh,
1: we got the Irishman coming, we got uncut gems.
2: Ooh, it's yeah. gonna be
1: uh a whirlwind of a couple of months here. Uh, year in Before Oscars. So a lot of movies. Year-end, year-end a lot of movies. What do we
2: enjoy most for the year? I'm going to look forward to hearing There's you guys. There's definitely
1: going to be a best of, tw- of, of 2019 yeah. list episode. Maybe mini-sode. Maybe full episode. Who mm-hmm. knows? <laughs> Who knows? Guests. Some guests maybe? Yeah. yeah. Dogs.
2: Walk My cat might come room? in here.
1: Dude. He was here earlier. Yeah. Who knows, man? All right.
0: <laughs> Until next time. Beer in a Movie hosts. If you ever see a host, cut the motherfucker.